is just another bum lying down on the cold floor. His tin can collects the loose change from the sympathizers. Garbage bags were tied to a cart. All of his worldly possessions were on display, like a freak show on wheels. Just another victim of his own devices. He could not reach the brass ring. He fell into a stupor of mediocrity and was thrown out on the mean streets. Okay, space lady, start the show. Greetings to all sentient life forms in the universe. Welcome to Poetic Earthlings, a show that will provoke, inspire, and alter your perception. Here's your host from a remote location south of the 49th parallel, York Campbell. Every day I see him, outside of my mansion, hunched over, licking his wounds. I'm sure his belly is growling for food and his body for shelter. I have no time to offer sympathy. Who is he to me? But I have to admit that his grimy hands and feet stains my conscience. His awful stench invades my senses. He used to mean something to me way back then, and I used to mean something to him. It's impossible to forget him, as each day he sits, begging, outside of my gate. are focused on heaven. As I remain with my back curved, panhandling out here for loose change, it's cold. I mean, it's really cold out here. family to keep me warm. All of my children, they've all gone. Chasing after their own rainbows and earthly castles, I guess. I shouldn't really complain. It's, you know what? I haven't been much of a father. My wife of 30 years is in another man's pillow. She also moved on, taking the house and the the bank account with her. The few knickknacks that I was able to salvage are in garbage bags tied to this here cart. Here I sit outside of the rich man's gate. Nowhere else to turn, so I held out my cup and silently prayed for his forgiveness. He pretends, you know, he doesn't recognize me, even though we have similar features. Mr. Finkelman's tailored suits and custom-designed cars I admit, man, it was a, it was a thing of beauty. Others were envious and called him a prick behind his back. But I had nothing but love and respect. I wonder, when would he return the love? 
and spare a couple of dollars. Thank you. God bless you. Hey, can anyone spare a couple of dollars? A couple of dollars, please. Can anyone spare a couple of dollars? Mr. Fingerman woke up and realized he was in hell. Fire streaked across the skies. Lava moved on the barren surface. Screams echoed in the distance. Dark, thick clouds sailed through the air. A short time ago, he was in the backseat of a Rolls Royce. Sipping a $500,000 bottle of Screaming Eagle. A chipmunk darted from the bushes. His driver made a swift turn, avoiding the rodent, but the car flipped. No, God, please, no! It was quick and painless, due to the gas tank that ignited on impact. Important details were lost. He had no perception of his soul exiting his body and the journey from Earth to the other realm. The place was so damn hot, with no relief in sight. He would give his right arm for a drop of water. He checked the time but the hand stopped moving. He saw a translucent mountain three miles away. You gotta be kidding me. No way am I walking that freaking far. From all directions, as far as the eye could see, there was an endless desert. Who's in charge of all this? Do you know who I am? I'm THE Mr. Finkelman, CEO, multi-billion dollar Mr. Finkelman. Apparently, the afterlife doesn't care about your credentials, your 401k, your political leanings, your stock investments, or your rugged good looks. Where in the hell am I? You have to appreciate a little bit of irony, even if it's at Mr. Finkelman's expense. Hello? Hello? We're sorry, your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and try your call again. What the heck? We're sorry, you're calling outside of your local calling area. Connection is utterly impossible. Have a good day. He threw the blasted phone on the ground and stared at the mountain. Options were few to none. He could stay there and wallow, or he could man up and walk. He decided on the latter. One mile later, he felt his knees buckling. He stopped, took a deep breath of the dry air, and moved forward. Two miles later, his mind played tricks on him, creating waterfalls and rivers that he could never reach. He finally made it to the translucent mountain, 
and saw a mystic with a water container. Excuse me, can you please give me some, some water? I'm thirsty, can you, just a little bit of water? He said nothing. Don't you know who I am? I'm the Mr. Fingleman, and I want some water, even if it's just a tiny drop. The mystic pointed to a crack in the mountain. Looking through, he saw the good-for-nothing bum who used to panhandle outside of his mansion. His shabby clothes were replaced with fine materials. His once tangled hair was trimmed. Where is he? The opposite of here. Mr. Fingelman punched and kicked the wall, trying desperately to get to the other side. You're wasting your time. He slumped down and listened. The poor man that you neglected is now rich. The mystic allowed the words to seep into his soul. Where is he? As I said, the opposite of here. It finally dawned on him. It took a while, but he connected the dots. Can you send me back? So I could warn my, fr- my friends and, and my family about this place? The mystic heard this request from millions of souls. It never works. People are thick-headed, even if someone were to come back from the dead. Flames tore into Fingelman's skin. His universe was caving in. Eternity's wheel was set in motion, and there was nothing he could do. However, he woke up touched his face, smelled his clothes. Early morning, 7.01 a.m., 31 degrees here in West Long Branch, and you may be asking yourself, why are we There was no burns, not even a hint of smoke. Was it all a dream, or was he given a second chance? He grabbed his binoculars, looked through his bedroom window, and the old man slumped over in the rain. Am I too late? Armed with a raincoat and an umbrella, he rushed outside, opened the gates, and approached. Years of bitterness and hate unraveled from Finkelman's heart. He remembered this man teaching him how to tie his shoes, ride a bike, and throw a curveball. Despite the man's tattered history, there was some good in him. Tears, mixed with rain, rolled down Finkelman's face. He hugged his father for the first time in years as they both returned home. Hell and Reconciliation Written and produced by yours truly, York Campbell You know that the old saying, all good things must come to an end? Well, this concludes Season 2 of Poetic Earthlings. 
Actually, that title, All Good Things, that reminds me of Star Trek. Are you a Star Trek fan? Star Trek, the next generation? Well, the very last episode of, of Star Trek with Captain Picard and, and the rest of the cast was called All Good Things. Well, I hope that you liked this season as much as you liked Star Trek. Now, now that's, a, that's a huge leap. Scotty, beam me up. If you did like this season, then send me a message. My handle on Twitter is Poetic Earthlings. I kept it simple. So Poetic Earthlings, as you know. Also, if you could do me a favor, the best way to spread a podcast is to tell a friend. You could even tell one of your arch enemies about this show as well. You're kidding. You're kidding, right? When you do that, let them know that you've been listening to season one and season two and for them to give it a try. You could also support the show by buying me a, one of those virtual coffees that I've been talking about through the season. I set up a website. It's buymeacoffee slash poetic earthlings. You can say that again. Buy me a coffee slash poetic earthlings. I thank you so much for all those people that have contributed through these months helping to produce the show. I call them my executive producers. And if you are a member, then what you'll get, you'll get additional episodes, remixes, brand new shows that's not on the regular feed. And so that's a monthly subscriptions of only $5 a month, or you could just give a one-time gift to the show as well. This is a labor of love. It really is for the past few months creating this show for you. I definitely appreciate you spending the time listening to this and also listening to the micro episodes as well. So what am I going to be doing while I'm off? Well, I'm going to be writing new stuff, new stories. Stories that may tie into season two as well. You may hear me on other podcast shows doing interviews, and but also I'm going to be taking it easy, spending more time with my with my amazing son Elijah, who listens to the show from time to time, and spending some time with my queen, Valrika. She's my queen, my amazing, amazing, incredible wife. What else am I going to be doing? I'll keep you informed on Twitter. So thank you again. If you want to get a hold of me and you have a story to tell, let me know as well. And I could see if I could put you on season three of the show. Once again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being an incredible earthling. You may hear from time to time micro episodes before season three arrive. Season three is going to be arriving in a couple of months, but I will keep you informed on the micro episodes and also on my website, poeticearthlings.com. Thank you for all of my supporters and also special thank you to my big brother, Elvis. Remember, be kind to each other. Be a good earthling. And I'll talk to you soon.
was a certain rich man clothed in purple and fine linen. And there was a beggar named Lazarus who laid at his gate full of sores and desired it so to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels unto Abraham's bosom. Now the rich man fared sumptuously every day, feasting and dining to his delight. But it came to pass that he too died and awoke in Hades. He looked up and saw Lazarus and Abraham afar off. Father Abraham, have mercy upon me. Send Lazarus to, to this vicar in water and cool my tongue. I am in agony in the Remember to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts.